0: What's going on, dear? Combining the miracle of modern technology with the secrets of ordinary street junkies. Producing this
1: 89.7 WTBR FM. The opinions expressed on this program are solely those of its hosts, guests, or callers, and do not necessarily represent the opinions of WTBR FM, its management, other producers, or sponsors.
2: Hey, what are you doing? You get two guys, one from Massachusetts, one from New York, talking sports with you right here on the gorgeous Tuesday morning. Yes, it's time again for WTBR Sports Talk, exclusively heard right here on 89.7 FM. WTBR, sit back, relax for the next hour as we have a sports talk party with you in the Berkshires. Give us a call right now, 445-5943. Let's go, people! Hey. I know it's cold outside Come on, baby, I'll keep you satisfied yeah. It you ain't cold, dude, it's June
3: But I need to find a woman, too It <laughs> <enough>. <laughs>
2: Good morning, everybody. Hey, how you doing today? What a gorgeous day. Welcome again to WTBR Sports Talk right here on 89.7 FM. WTBR, Robbie Zucker with you on the other side of the proverbial glass divider here in the studio. Mr. Sean Cronin. Yes, we are live, folks. We are a live show right here on uh, 89.7. How you doing, bro? Doing great. I I, I uh, went time traveling this morning. Oh, my God.
0: I woke up in 2013. You and Mr. Peabody. The year, it was the year 2013. <laughs> Michael Waka threw a complete game shutout last night. It was only against the Angels, but still, when the Red Sox signed him this past offseason, I went, $7 million for a guy who just spun a 5.55 ERA for the Rays? He's, been the, he's got the best ERA in the American League. A 1.99 ERA. If he, if he had the innings required, he would qualify for the ERA title. But Michael Waka? All of a sudden throwing 96 miles an hour again? Michael Waka. How many times do I have to say that name so it resonates? Twenty thirteen Cardinals. <laughs> waka Waka Michael Waka Waka Waka.
3: waka. Well, isn't that
2: interesting? They ought to come up with some kind of design concept for Michael Waka. You know, I can see now get together with the uh, you know, Jim Henson and the Muppets and combine like a Fozzie Bear T shirt with a Red Sox swing, going Waka a pitch, going Waka Waka Waka. What do you think? I don't know.
0: <laughs> or I could I could picture in the Looney Tunes that now, now boy I said boy I say that that <laughs> chicken there what was his name Foghorn
2: Leghorn I could I'll, see him, him. I'll yeah. say him I'll say hey boy hey boy <laughs> yeah I'm a chicken walk I'm a chicken walk dog wanna catch a chicken <laughs> remember the, the dog would come in hey boy you wanna catch a chicken what a gorgeous day oh my God seventy degrees sunshine low humidity. Coffee's in the hand, I got a decaf. you got a regular. I don't need I don't need regular coffee, let's face it, you know. I'm not as wired as my buddy Robin Lake Success. Let me tell you, hopefully Rob, Rob will call, but uh boy, uh, what a crazy weekend. What a great weekend for sports though. We could talk about lots of different things. I guess we could start off with the Celtics since the NBA God. finals and then, and then we'd talk about the Rangers game tonight too, and there's a lot of things going on. But we could start with the Celtics games. It's like Doctor Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. I'll get your thoughts and I'll I'll let you know what's going on with with my thoughts about the first two games, but go ahead. Well the first thing I got is is about the Warriors. I can't stand that team. Of course. From
0: Steph Curry with his mouth guard hanging out the whole time. <laughs> Draymond Green's a punk. Of course he is. And Steve Kerr is, I don't want to get this greatest coach in the history of the NBA talk that people are starting to say. He's had the greatest team for a lot of years. You know, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry. All he's got to do is go in and pick out which suit he's going to wear and let the rest, <laughs> you know, and every time he goes to the podium, he thinks we want to hear about his politics. Shut yeah. up, coach the team,
2: talk about sports at the podium. We don't give a damn about your opinion. Yeah, it's it's hard it's hard not to say things, especially with the with the Texas thing, but uh yeah, there's a time and a place, I guess, for everything. But at that time it's an emotional time. But yeah, I guess I would say yeah, keep the politics out of the sports and, and so forth. But you you know it, it happens all the time. I mean it's been going on forever. It really has. I don't think it's ever gonna change. I don't think people are ever gonna keep politics out of sports, but I agree with you. I think it's two separate different entities. So four one three four four five five nine four three um the Celtics in the first game shot the lights out of the ball. Down 15, I'm sitting there with my buddy we're watching I said they're down 12. Okay, they can come back. They're shooting the lights out of the ball. Al Horford 26 points. Al Horford game 2, 2 points. Marcus Smart game 2, 2 points. They shot 37%. You know, this is what bothers me so much about the NBA. The winning team shot 45%. 45%. Yeah, 45% yeah. And, the, and the and the Celtics shot 37% in that game. And the fact that they were, you know, outscored inside by like 20 points is ridiculous they, like, with, their, with their size advantage. Except for Looney, they're a bigger team. Get the ball inside. I don't get it. I just don't understand that. I really it, don't.
0: It's like you said this morning, that the Celtics are, are bigger. They're a bigger team. They got Robert Williams, Al Horford. They could even bring in Daniel Tice off the bench. Right. He's, he's 6'11", 6'10", 6'11". They've got size, but yet they just sit back and shoot threes all game. In the first game, it ended up working to their advantage. You know, because they made all the threes, but they were shooting threes. I mean, Marcus Smart will just get the ball and he'll close his eyes, and just go, "Whoop, oh, no, where'd that uh. one go?" Into the stands. You know, the the guys, it's awful. It's a
2: tough watch. It's a tough watch for me, honestly. I mean, as much as I love the NBA growing up, Sean, it's a really tough watch for me. Because the thing that bothers me the most, it's not so much taking threes. It's when they take threes. And also, too, it's the stagnation of the team on the floor. There's no ball movement consistently. There's no, there's ball movement. There's no motion to the game. Guys don't move without the ball. Larry Bird never stopped moving when he was on the, the court. Never. Never come off screens, you know, making plays. He, he, and Walton. I was watching films this weekend of Walton and Bird, and like. So beautiful watching them with the give-and-goes and the pick-and-rolls and, and the switching. I mean, it's terrific to watch, and you don't see as much of that in the NBA. It's the motion and the beauty of the game that I miss so much. It's this stagnation of you don't see as, you do don't stand s- around and watch the other guy go one-on-one. And you then when they You sh-
0: don't see as much, but you don't see any of it.
2: No, and then when they shoot, they all back off. Like, you know, when I was coaching basketball, when I was doing youth league and also just playing, I mean, not that I'm a big guy, but when I was playing as, as a kid. I mean, you're always told to follow your shot. Some guys follow the shot, but you also told to, to to as as a player that's watching to go bang the boards and try to get a rebound. These guys all retreat. You know, it's like okay, we the, we shot the three, so now we have to go down the other end to protect and defend. It's like from the fast break, which obviously there's a lot of fast break points. But I'm looking at like the fact that the my biggest problem with the Celtics in Game Two is and flat out. When they turn the ball over, they don't win. When you turn the ball over 19 times and you basically give Golden State 33 off 19 turnovers, that's not good. If they can keep their turnovers, they're shooting 45% from three in the series. So if you're shooting 45% and you're not scoring a lot of points, it's obvious that you're turning the ball over.
0: Through the first three series of the playoffs... Uh, Jason Tatum had turned the ball over 77 times. Jalen Brown had turned the ball over 59 times. That's When they turn the ball over, they don't, yeah, they don't well win. You, well, you they don't, don't have win. the ball. And that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's the key in any sport. Right. Turn, turnovers right. lead to points. Points lead to wins. But, Absolutely. I mean, you know, the basic sports fan knows that, but...
2: But let Al Horford be more of a part of the offense. Get the ball inside him. We've seen, you know, that he that he has some different moves. He has a you know a nice little baby, fifteen. He can shoot the three, two, he can he can put the ball on the floor. Sometimes he can actually post and score and, and draw contact. I don't you know, I'm just it doesn't make any sense to me. When you have a size advantage and you get outscored in the paint by Golden State. And also too, Curry, twenty-nine. But the rest of the team wasn't that great. You got some balance from the rest of the team, but not. He was. He had twenty nine. The rest of the team, I think, like I think, the highest point total was eleven.
0: He didn't even play the fourth quarter. He right. got the set. Right. Big sit. advantage,
2: Golden State. So, but they. I mean, really, two points from Marcus Smart, two points from from Al, and two and two points. Uh, you know, that's just not going to do it. You know, you're not. You, if you got, if you can't get balanced scoring from the rest of the team, it's crazy. You know, four one three four four five five nine four three. Robbie Zucker and Sean Cronin here. At, 10 minutes after 9 right here in a beautiful day in Pittsfield. It's always a pleasure to be with you guys at Day 89.7. If you like the show, call us up. You know, uh, tell us what you think. If you got suggestions, let us know. We're here for an hour. We'd love to be here for four. One of these days, hopefully, now. But, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes and continues. But so far, man, it's almost a year now. And I've really enjoyed the time with you, brother. It's really been great. So, uh, But, yeah, I'm, I'm looking into game, you know, game three. And I'm thinking, okay, just don't turn the ball over. Just don't turn it over. Back to
0: Boston. Boston, every time they've lost a game in the playoffs this year, they bounce back and won the next game. So, like you said, just don't turn the ball over. And for the love of God, stop shooting up three after three after three. I don't need to keep saying it you get the point. It, it's, it's just it's
2: ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I I argue about it all the time. It's not the fact that the three-pointer exists. It's the, like, overzealous use of it. It's just become ridiculous, literally. You know, it's like, instead of a guy actually head-faking and driving to the basket and drawing contact, like, I mean, a perfect example, you know, the last play with Jimmy Butler. You know, the 20 20 seconds left, he takes a a, a pull-up three, you know. There's the opportunity, and I got like, that's what I'm trying to say. Take the ball to the basket. Let your big man, you know... Let your big man, you know, clean up the garbage. I mean, that's the whole point. Robert Williams. I'm not blessed with great offensive skills. He's a young guy; he could get better. But he shot a three the other night. Everybody Why? Everybody shoots a three. <laughs> I shoot a three, and I don't even play NBA basketball. <laughs> it's it's nutty. Anyway, so so the Red Sox. Let's turn to baseball. The Red Sox are at 500. One game over. Yay! Congratulations. And, and the Angels have lost 12 trophy. in a row. Michael Walker, you were saying a one a, a complete game shutout. Three hits, six strikeouts. Again, against how, how pathetic are the Angels? And Don's hurt again. You were saying,
0: right? Vondoen's on the injured list again. Yeah. What, what a what terrible, a terrible signing that was. He's been, he's been three years. This is his third year with the Angels, I believe. He's been hurt every year yeah. he's been with the team. Yeah. And poor Mike Trout, man. You know, the baseball would be so much better if the Angels could be relevant, get into the playoffs. Absolutely. You know? and, and Shohei Otani, I mean, that guy's just a freak. You know, it, it's. It, I just feel bad for Mike Trout, and you know. Uh, you know, Joe Girardi got fired last week. Yeah, I know. You know do you think uh, Joe Madden sitting oh, there maybe with his hands under he, his he, ass he, yeah, now, he's,
2: just kind of waiting for his name to get called? Too old. Get him out of there. Too old. Yeah, <laughs> it's about time get rid of him. You know, I, I don't know. I, 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 just don't even think it's Joe Madden. I think it's the organization. I think Joe Madden's a good manager. I just think they, they've put you know a lot of money to basically to three guys. And Rendon's a fool because you know he, he went for the again. He went for the money. He was you know he just won a World Series. He saw dollar signs in the eye. Oh, I got a chance to be a DH in the American League. I don't have to play every day at third base. When was was uh, the
0: last time you could name a pitcher on the Angels' pitching staff? I mean, yeah, they got Cinder And he's been terrible. He was terrible. terrible. He was
2: terrible against the Yankees. I couldn't believe how bad he was. Maybe it'll cut his hair for a while. Maybe the reverse Samson effect. Now, maybe just cut your hair and see how you do. You know. Cindergaard. Speaking of Mets,
0: the Mets, man, like you said before the show started, they're going to Dodger Stadium and split. Yeah, that's a win as far as I'm I concerned. Get, I
2: get all this grief from from uh, you know f- from my buddy Gerard down in Florida. Oh, the June swoon. I'm like the June swoon. I mean, the Dodgers just you know the, one of the best teams. of not the best team in the National League. Now you're the best team in the National League. You split with them without a pitching staff, and last night you scored 11 runs against San Diego's a pretty good team. I mean, the Mets are for real. And I tell you honestly, I'm as a Yankee fan, I like watching the Mets even better than my own team. I quite, quite frankly, because not only do they make contact, at more speed. You
0: know, the ma- Mets are a real team now. They have a real owner. Yeah. They have a real general that's manager, and they have a real manager. Right. Buck Showalter is not gonna right. let them swoon for too
2: long. Exactly, and that's what I'm saying. I mean, you know, the Yankees beat beat up on the Angels. That's fine. The Yankee the Angels were beat up by Toronto, and Toronto's obviously back. And so is, so was Tampa. I mean, we're you know we're talking about seven, six seven games, but in June, I mean, it's it's early, you know. But all those teams, you know. Tampa, you know the Yankees, uh, the Jays, the Red Sox, um, Houston, uh, th- those teams, and, and Minnesota's playing well. The Yankees start a series with Minnesota tonight, by the way. Minnesota's
0: whole Minnesota's Minnesota's whole pitching staff is on the injured list. They, I mean, they yeah. just put Sonny Gray on the injured list. I mean, all well, they, all their pitching is hurt, yeah. but they're still in first
2: place. Well, that that division is horrible. Think about it. You know, people, it's it's a bad division. It really is. I mean, even as good a, as good a manager as Tito is, I mean. You know, Cleveland's not that good. They really aren't, even though Ramirez has been remarkable this season so far. But, I mean, it's yeah, it's a bad division, and it's really a bad division every year. And it's interesting. I, I, was, I was looking at this the other night, and I realized, listen to this stat. 17 teams now in Major League Baseball are under five hundred. That's bad for baseball. It shows you there's not a real cap, and there's never going to be one because the union is so powerful, but it's the only sport that doesn't have some form of salary cap. Yeah, I know you get the luxury taxes, but these owners, like the owners in Pittsburgh, oh, you know, we got some extra money from the Yankees because they went over the cap. Hey, let's go out to dinner, have a big steak tonight and take the whole family out. I mean, they don't go spending the money the way the other franchises do. There are very few small market teams that have success, like the Tampa. Tampa Bays of the world, but very few, you know. The Pittsburghs, the Kansas Citys, all these. So Major League Baseball looks ridiculous when they say, oh, well, there's balance. It's, it's P.S. There's 17 teams that are under five hundred. million. Look how bad Oakland is. They get rid of everybody. Now they're really bad. This now year.
0: they're really bad. The Dodgers have a $300 million payroll. Right. And, but they compete every year. But, you know, the, when was the last time Pittsburgh's payroll was over $50 million? Long time ago. It's because of revenue sharing. That's got to go. That's got to go. There, there has to be some type of incentive to spend money. You know there has to be, and as long as they're putting out, I mean, the, the, you know how bad the pirates are. They've oh, they, they've already had eight players make their debuts this year, eight players have made their major league debuts this year. I mean that's all good and all that you know how to draft well, but these guys are they're just one player on the pirates. Can you name me one player? I can name you two. Brian Reynolds, Brian Reynolds and T. Brian Hayes. Right. Other than that, I, I couldn't name any I that I'd love that on Brian Reynolds
2: wearing a Yankee uniform because obviously the Yankees need a center fielder because Hicks is horrible. <laughs> I what mean, he really is. Who, who's the guy that you guys just signed? Is, is it
0: Carpenter? Matt yeah, Carpenter? Yeah, Matt Carpenter's he's been really been, good. Been, like, like the that mustache. mustache kills me. Him and Nasty Nestor
2: and well, the mustache. you got to keep department. something. You yeah, the beard. You can't have the beards with the Yankees. you got to keep some for official hair, right? There you go. But um, speaking of the Yankees, by the way, I have to tell you. I am so ticked off at Brian Cashman. Now you know it's an option situation. I understand it's 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 a financial thing, it's a business thing. But poor Miggy Andujar. I mean, when is this kid ever going to get a chance? You take him and he's hitting well, and then you take Joey Gallo, who by the way had a home run the other day for the Yankees and tied the game at two. So Joey actually got off the Schneid with his sixth home run of the year and the big eight RBIs or nine RBIs that he's <laughs> that he's mounted this season. But I mean. To send this kid down, he asked for a trade, too. And he said, you know, he's been asking for a deal. I mean, it's really frustrating. I mean, yes, he'll probably be up again with a big claw, but... I mean, all you hear about Gallo Hicks, it's funny, I was calling Moose's show the other day, and my buddy Eddie, Eddie Azuman, who's the producer of the show, where he goes, all I hear about is Gallo Hicks, and Gallo Hicks. Hicks, that's all the Yankees do, because the Yan- Yankee fans do, because there's nothing else to complain about. I mean, what, what, what should you complain about? It's been a great season, so it's Gallo and Hicks. So I said, yeah, that sounds like a crime-fighting team show. Yes, tonight on ABC, Gallo and Hicks, a crime-fighting team that can't hit anybody. You know, Apparently so- we're
0: having phone problems. Are we having phone Cynthia problems? Cynthia said Ralph was trying to call. Can't oh, no through, kidding. So- okay all right I what's so going on with
2: that, but. i have no idea i'm looking i'm looking at this and i'm looking at my board and it looks okay everything's on here so that's weird <clears> hmm <throat> I mean I put the drop on and everything's off, so and we'll try the phone lines in a couple minutes, so hopefully he'll call us back. But 413 four one three four four five five nine four three. Uh Sean Cronin, and Robbie Zucker are here with you again on a Tuesday, as always, right here on WTBR Sports Talk. Cronin and the Zuck. I think we might change the name of that a little bit. Like all our buddies have got using their first name, so so I thought of that one. I thought,
0: Sean, what about Cronin and the Zuck? That sounds Cronin like a and good. the Zuck. It's kinda of like Pinky and the Brain. Yeah, Pinky yeah. In the brain. I love Pinky and the Brain, yeah. Who's gonna be the one when we say Cronin and the Zuck? Garf. <laughs> (laughs) Cronin and the Zuck.
2: I like it. There you go. Right. It's got a nice ring to it. Exactly. 18 minutes after, right here on WTBR, we're going to take a break, and then I'll be back with more sports talk. uh, 445-5943 See you guys in a sec.
1: Sarah executive director of PCTV. When Taconic High School was demolished, we could have lost this radio station. Instead, PCTV stepped in, built a new studio and transmitter, and gave the station new life. And now it's time to pay that back. Support this station today. Go to WTBRFM.com and click the Donate button. You won't be sorry. Pittsfield Community Radio thanks you for your support. Hello, Phil Tierney here, the host of Berkshire Jazz, where I play all the young tigers and old lions of jazz every Saturday evening from 8 to 10 on WTBR 89.7, Pittsfield Community Radio. Join me Saturday at 8, And if you know someone who likes and enjoys this great American classical music, tell them about us. Spread the word. Jazz is alive and well on WTBR 89.7. Thanks for listening.
0: Hey, this is Mike Pezzo. Remember those tunes your parents told you to turn down? Better yet, remember those tunes your grandparents told your parents to turn down? Well, on Mike's Amazing Music and Oldies Show, you'll hear sometimes oldies, sometimes blues sometimes local performers, and a lot of rock. on am Persia County's only rock station, 89.7 FM, Pittsfield Community Radio, Thursdays at noon. Tune in and be entertained and educated.
2: Hola, hola. I'm Daisy.
4: Yo soy Marta. Whether you want to learn a little Spanish or get a glimpse of our wonderful Latin roots, join us as we celebrate Latin culture, the music from genres ranging from salsa to bachata. Gain insight on local news, community information, and very special guests. Only on Mundo Latino. Welcoming listeners of all nations on WTBR 89.7 FM.
0: Support
2: for Mundo Latino comes from Greylock Federal Credit Union. You guys rock. WTBR. Welcome back to WTR Sports Talk right here on 89.7 FM WTBR. Robbie Zucker and Sean Cronin here in our Tuesday spot 413-445-5943 and we joined as always on Tuesdays with our special guest that he is from WPAT Mr. Ralph Romeo. Good morning, Ralphie. How you doing, bro? Good morning,
4: guys. Good morning with your faulty phone lines, but you know something. <laughs> Don't blame I had my me. Wonderful- my wonderful wife calls in on my behalf and, and corrects the whole
2: situation. Isn't that wonderful? That's awesome. My son, thank you. She mm-hmm. wanted to know how much sugar
0: Robbie and I had this morning. I think it's a combination of sugar, and I've had an, a 20-ounce energy drink, and I'm working on my second cup I of gave coffee. So. i
4: listening, listening to you bouncing off the walls, you know. <laughs> it's kind of like a Lucky Charms morning.
0: At least, oh. the, at least the walls are padded in the studio here, so we're, we're good. Oh well,
4: that's good. That's good.
2: Yellow hearts and green cloves and blue diamonds. Why do they have, like, Jewish stars there? Yellow Jewish stars or something.
4: <laughs> hey, hey, Robbie, do you know they sell, they sell just the marshmallows these days?
2: That's good. Because I I like, did just, just pick out the whole, marshmallows as a, a kid. for
4: you.
2: When the marshmallows disappeared, it was really upsetting to me. I mean, I would just throw the <laughs> cereal away and push them over, you know? It's like, Mom, what's want yeah. some more marshmallows in my crying out loud. Where the hell are they? <laughs> I sound I sound like Kevin Tig and Eight Men Out. Help, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed my uh, my shtick yesterday. My one of my shtick about uh about Rampart. The ramparts we watched. Yeah, thanks. Anyway, so yeah, so that, that that
4: song glorifies war more than any song I've ever heard. Oh, I know.
2: Life. I like America the Beautiful. You know, I love you know. Oh, Canada's the best for for any national anthem. But anyway, so so yeah, the Mets are on a roll. They won again last night, and uh, my buddy Gerard keeps saying the June swoon, but uh, the Mets are doing they <laughs> just keep winning man they just keep on winning so and tonight's the big ranger game they're they're uh, down in florida again tampa my stepbrothers were down at the game in tampa the other night and of course we lost but uh anyway just get your thoughts on the uh, f- the the demotion of miggy andohor and the promotion of Joey gallo continues in uh, new york even though gallo had a home run the other day to help the yankees win but uh,
0: it's a gallo strike up party
2: <laughs> yes the human k actually had a had a home run so uh uh, it's got to be yeah, well, frustrating
4: Gallo's, uh, Gallo's, a, Gallo's kind of like the poor man's uh, Dave Kingman <laughs> uh, he, if, hey if, man if the Kingman, guy was hit 500 you know, home Kingman. runs you know Kingman's a Hall of Famer compared compared to this guy, but it's funny. You know, we know he can't hit, but it's all about the money. I mean, you pay a guy a King's ransom, the guy's going to play. They own ten million. You're not going to sit a guy in the dugout that's but, making a fortune. But they only own ten million.
2: They only own ten million for crying out loud! I mean, they just. I mean, the Mets just cut Robinson Cano. Now I know it's Steve Cohen, but I mean, come on, it's ten million. Well, it's well, I, know, I understand
4: that you have to have a certain you have to have a certain mindset to you know eat all that money. and The Yankees just don't have it. Yeah, right. (laughs) Bring back Brett Gardner. No, I'm not. I'm I'm actually telling you the new Yankees don't eat money the way they used to. If you see the way they handle it a very frugal way, they're, they're handling their finances much differently.
2: Yeah, they, they. Well, yeah, to a point. I mean, yeah, obviously they. They, you know, but they did give. They did offer Judge thirty million dollars, and he didn't turn it down. You know, he needs that thirty-four, that extra, you know, money for the electric bill, gas bill. You know, the extra house. And but when Aaron water. Judge
4: came out against his teammate Donaldson, I lost respect for Aaron Judge because you gotta, you gotta stand by your teammate on something like that, especially if the comments were innocuous. You of know, of course.
0: Aaron Boone came out against uh, Donaldson too.
2: I, Aaron oh, Boone. I know Aaron.
4: Aaron Boone, the, the Wally it's Cox. Of baseball. The Wally Cox.
2: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> finish sir. Thank you, Shoe Shine Boy. You're humble and lovable. Under, under underdog uh, in the dugout. Yeah, I know. I try to be crazy. You know, he's married to sweet Polly, pure breed. Yeah, you know. I mean, just, might as well just it, replace him with bread. a laptop. Bread. I know it's, it's poor. Bread, I know it's, it's poor. I know it's purebred. I know it's purebred. Right. I just said pure breed. Hey, let, hey, I, let me
4: let me ask you. Let me let me tell you who who who's responsible. for for the Mets' success, more than a guy sitting in the dugout—that's very, very old school. Very, uh, so much a throwback that he probably couldn't manage for most teams in the big leagues right now. The Good old Buck Showalter, the guy that Sean always asked me about. This guy has turned this this whole thing around more so than anybody else on that team. Agreed.
2: I'm you. And Billy Uppler too, as well. So, uh, your feelings well, on Joe Girardi getting canned in Philadelphia?
4: Joe Girardi is a good manager. He can manage my team any day of the week. I know you don't care for him. I think he's a good, solid I like him. Manager. I like him a lot better uh, than Boone. Well, the bottom line is, uh, Robbie, you're, you're, if your record reflects uh, on you poorly, you're gone. Yeah. There, there's no patience. There's no patience anymore. These guys... Uh, Either have to perform quickly or they get canned.
0: Joe Girardi didn't go out and assemble the terrible bullpen that Dave Dombrowski. Uh, that's what Dave Dombrowski's mo has been. You know, he did it to the Red Sox. We were using our starting pitchers in the 2018 World Series. You know, Dave Dombrowski built that bullpen. Girardi didn't. Dave Dombrowski you make went a out point, and made good point,
4: Sean. If you don't have the horses, you can't win. You can't. You can't run out of your dugout and play yourself. You got to have the horses.
0: He went out and got Castellanos, which I like that signing. But him and Schwarber both. I mean, you tear you totally downgraded your defense I mean it's well, not that's not Joe that's Girardi's bite. fault I'm sorry I, George, I, I've always liked
4: Girardi thing. here's the thing that's going to bite the Mets in the rear end more so than anything else the bullpen when when it comes when push comes to shove in September October and you got these guys that are a little bit you can't count on them you're going to find the Mets faltering once again they got to shore up that bullpen and get and get another bat to protect Alonso. that's what I think they need
2: they do. They obviously do. But the thing about like about the Mets is the contact aspect. They make a lot of contact. Speed at the top, you know. They it's it's really good. I mean, and, and they've added a lot of good pieces to the team. And you know what? It's amazing. Think about this. Their top three guys are out pitching wise, and they're still winning. They split with the Dodgers. They go out and they win. Score eleven runs last night. It, it, it's been amazing. I, I don't know. I met fans should be like dancing for joy. You know. And being a Ranger fan, I understand you, you think the, the shoe is going to fall off the proverbial foot. But I mean. It's June and they're playing great. And and wait, can you imagine with Max and, and DeGrom possibly coming back? I, mean, I think they're both going to be back. Degrom's talking about his shoulder feeling well. but You know, Max is coming back. I mean, Max is the guy you know—you'd want to be in a, in a foxhole with. That's just the type of guy that they went out and got because he provides leadership well, and moxie and, and, and pedigree. You know, to the to the Mets. Uh, it's, it's it's well, been, then,
4: well that, that's the third time this morning you use that word proverbial. That's very good on your part.
2: Oh, is that bad? As, Sorry.
4: It's, it's a, no, it, no, I'm not. I'm not putting you it down. It's a you're the king of I articulation,
2: brother. Let me tell you.
4: But but I, but I'll tell you I'll tell you about the whole thing about the Mets pitching. One guy does not make a team. Two guys don't make a team. And Buck again, I'll go back to Buck. He had the right approach on that. He said, uh, you know, we we're not about just one guy. Right. One guy goes out, everybody takes uh, you know takes uh, their responsibility and does their job. We're going to be fine. And they are because uh, you know this is a this is a team. And I don't follow it you know every inning like I used to. But every once in a while, I'll, I'll look in on this team. And it's very impressive what they've done i mean i'm not a big advocate of buying players the way Cohen has done. Right. you know you get the you pay the most money, you break the bank all the time. But I, I guess in uh, current-day Major League Baseball, you need a guy with uh, deep pockets, I imagine.
2: Oh, by the way, I'm getting great comments on your glorified horse <laughs> game. It was a description of the NBA. I mean, it's so funny. I had, I had friends of mine and people I know listening to the show on our podcast, and they just thought it was hilarious. So, And they loved Sean's resting the thank one.
4: You made some great observations about the NBA. I was listening to the first part of the yeah, show yeah uh, you know you can, you can enjoy it to a certain extent that's but you you long you long for the days when the game was played correctly I don't care what anybody says the game is not to be played by guys standing around watching guys chucking 25 right. footers that's not the way the game was no. made to play. To be
2: played. Right. I can't imagine hockey just being shots from the point and no no emotion or movement in the game. The other thing too is that, you know, it, it's become contagious. Like everybody wants to be Steph Curry. Uh, everybody. Like even centers are shooting threes. Guys that don't even know how to shoot threes are shooting threes. It was different when a guy like Ray Allen came off the bench or a three-point shooter that you know was gonna be instant offense. That's different. Use it as a weapon, you're down, you know, ten points, bang your three, you're down by seven, that's fine. But when you're up by Nine like the Celtics were and Marcus Smart who shouldn't be shooting at all at the end of the game is shooting three-point shots Like what are you doing? Where's the mentality? I just I don't get it. I just don't understand why the game has changed so much. I understand the mathematics and I understand the analytics of it, but that's fine. But when the Celtics have a height advantage and they get twenty less points in the paint, it it just makes no sense to me. So anyway, yeah, it's
4: the way these guys grow up playing the game. They don't know any differently. If you ask them who Oscar Robertson was, <laughs> who uh, he, he asked some of these guys who Larry Bird was, they wouldn't know. That's a more recent player. And by the they, way, they wouldn't know. They have no sense of history. I'm not saying everybody, right. but I'm saying ninety five percent.
2: Yeah, and Oscar Robertson, by the way, had a triple double of us every night. So so much of these triple doubles in these big statistics. He Oscar was a good... great player. Oh, he, he actually he re- re-
4: resurrected his career in Milwaukee yes, later on. on. He was a fantastic player. I still
2: remember that championship too. I think I was about nine or ten. Yeah, when they won with he and Kareem, that was a tremendous, uh, tremendous team. Well, hey, let me let
4: me ask Sean yeah. a question to Get him involved. Hey, Sean, Absolutely. when you when you you think about you think about Lou Alcindor, Kareem Abdul Jabbar, don't you place him in the top three or four or five? in NBA history. I do, and you never hear his name mentioned.
0: Absolutely. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, without a doubt. He's one of the most underrated players of all time. Ralph, do you have uh, HBO? No, not anymore. Okay, uh, I just finished watching a series called Winning Time. It's it's uh, uh, you know it's about Jerry Buss. John C. Riley plays Jerry Buss in the series, and it was about yep. how Magic Johnson was was drafted. Nobody wanted the kid around. He tried to get under Kareem's wing. Kareem didn't want anything to do with him. And it showed just how Magic mentored Kareem, and just how you know how special of a player Magic Johnson was, how special of a player Kareem Abdul Jabbar was. If you get a chance, they, they you know,
4: made Jerry West look like a monster in that series. I oh, know.
0: oh, he's he's trying to sue them for that. I mean, every other word out of his mouth was the f word in that series. It was it was hysterical. Jerry
4: West was, you know, he probably had you know remnants of something like that Sean, but he was not. He wasn't really a tyrant. This guy is a genius. He's he was a great great player, but he was an even better uh, front office
0: guy. He's on the logo. For God's sake! So, oh yeah,
2: he's the NBA <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is it him or is it Rick Barry? No, it's, it's probably it's, it's West. Jerry West. It's West. Yeah, yeah he nah, is the, the NBA, NBA logo. Yeah, yeah. My, my dad. It's funny because my dad saw West playing in college, you know. And uh, you know, it's interesting, Ralph. Like I was really too young to remember, but when West throws that ball, the NBA Finals all the way. If the three pointer existed today, they would have won. That's right. Right.
4: He, he made he made right? a three quarters shot, a three quarters court shot that was phenomenal. Two points. Right.
0: Oh, Robbie, you me- and just switching over to the baseball again for a second, you mentioned my comment the other day about resting the DH. <laughs> Do you remember what resting a player used to be? If a guy played the field for, on what, 10 consecutive days, you rest him by having him as your DH in the next game. That used to be what resting a player was. Right. Now, now J.D. Martinez, they're giving him a day of rest <laughs> at the DH. They're giving him a well, day off bat, from walking I heard up the three, bo- three I heard stairs. the
2: bat
4: boy for the Mets has to have a day's rest tomorrow. It's like
2: giving a librarian <laughs> a day of rest, you know?
4: Shh. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, You know, again, you, you take your kid out. I always say this, but it's so, so true. You take your kid out. Uh, on a Sunday, and the Sunday's the day when they rest a lot of these guys. I'm talking baseball now. Yeah. Uh, you take the kid out to watch all these guys. None of them, none are in the lineup, and you got you got all the second stringers in there. And the and the kids saying, "Where's all these? Where's my favorite player?" Well, he's he's resting today, young man. You know that's that's the way it works.
2: Crazy. four one three four four five five nine four three. Ralph Romeo joining us again on the Tuesday Radio WTBR Sports Talk 89.7 FM. Robbie's our Sean Cronin.
4: And I got our good friend, Barry and Wayne. He's yeah. got a, a radio show. Of his own. He's listening to you every week now, my buddy Barry and Wayne. Tell him to call.
2: Tell him to give us a call.
4: He's, he's a great caller. He used to call that I'm waiting
2: for multiple phone lines here so I, so I don't get busy signals. When people call me, they say, I tried to call the station, but it was busy, so... uh well, so you know, uh,
4: I'll, t- I'll give you one little hint. Yeah. Uh, when you give that, when you give that number, slow down just a little oh, bit. Oh, I will.
2: No problem. Four, four. <laughs> Yeah,
4: you give it one
2: of those. 4455943. Five, well, I wish it was like 4455900 five, zero, zero, something it's like that. It's a hard that. number to remember. I, I have a tough time memorizing. I guess I should 59 and 43 Richard Petty and 59 I'm trying like, to think a number. Like <laughs> I can't be what can't
0: it be like the hospital 41340 <laughs> right.
2: right. right. or two something 2000 two like yeah. Four seven seven yeah. two thousand something like that yeah, right. And I heard you but made comments nine. on
4: Steve I heard you made comments on Steve Kerr. Steve, Kerr. Steve Kerr's got to shut up. Yeah, once in a while thank just you. shut and, I, and who am I to say to shut up? I keep talking myself. But man, oh man, <laughs> shut up and co- shut up and coach the friggin' game, will you please and shut
2: up? Oh man. I know. I, you know, he, he, I, he, and I couldn't stand him when he was with the Bulls. You know, little girl with the curl comes off the bench, little blonde guy, and you know, shoots, shoots, Good jump player, shots. Though. Good play, yeah, complimentary player. Um, yeah, I hated that team. Oh boy, that team. You know, Jordan, and you mentioned about Kareem. I think Kareem's arguably the third greatest player, or maybe even the second greatest player. If you think about his dominance as Lou Alcindor at UCLA. And then his dominance in high school and then into UCLA. I never saw him play with UCLA. I was too young then I saw Walton play. And Walton was one of the greatest I ever saw too as far as being a center. And be, if
4: Walton hadn't hurt himself, hadn't uh, had those terrible man. injury problems, you know, he'd be he'd be right up there. That's right. He because he was one of the greatest with Portland.
2: That's right. I love, I, I started working on impersonation. It's so, so so incredible, you know, all these players on the court. I swear, Ralph, it's just unbelievable. I'm going go to go to Dead album. Robbie, I
4: saw Walton running around, not running around, walking around Central Park one day. It was like the Pied Piper. Oh, yeah. He had he had a following. He's about nine feet tall. Yeah. He had all these people following him. It was really a tie-dye on, goes right? Back about 20 years.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he's a, he's a good guy. I've heard a lot of great things about Bo Walton. Anyway, man, uh, thanks thanks for the time. going to let you run. Yeah, yeah, and, I'll let you guys uh, go. Calls. Let you take other Hopefully. calls. I appreciate it. No problem. Thanks, buddy. We appreciate you being on. Say hi to sin. Give mom a hug. So uh, oh, Sure will. Sure arrows. will. Take care of yourself. All right, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. All right. God bless. Thanks, man. From Romeo. Check in right here on WTBR Sports Talk 1035. Sean and Robbie come back and talk about anything you want to talk about. Some firings. We can talk about Bruce Cassidy. I can't believe that the Bruins fired Bruce Cassidy. Where does Cam Neely where's Neely and Sweeney and all this? Unbelievable. Anyway, we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about more hoops and more baseball and anything you want to talk about uh, right after these messages. We'll be back on WTBR Sports Talk.
0: Let's go Brandon.
2: A day of physical activity can improve your health and decrease your risk of heart disease. Walking is an easy way to start. For every hour of regular vigorous exercise, you can gain two hours of life expectancy. So start walking for yourself. Start walking with your family. Start walking with your friends. Start walking in your community. Start walking. Start something. Join the movement today. For more information on the American Heart Association Start Program, visit heart.org. Start.
0: I smoke because it's a habit. It's very hard to quit. I've tried. My wife smokes. It's not allowed in the home. It's not allowed around my children. I just know it isn't good. My husband hates that I smoke, and I smoke outside. It irritates her a little bit, but I think she sees and understands what I'm trying to get across to her, that it's not only bad to her, but it's bad to
1: my three beautiful daughters and my two sons.
0: My dad gets upset with my mom because she smokes, and he doesn't. And whenever my mom goes and smokes, she has to go smoke outside. I don't think my mom should smoke because it's really bad for you and it could hurt you really bad. I do think there is a correlation between parents and kids. The parent smokes, the kids think it's okay for them to smoke.
1: Sometimes, all you need is a small reason to quit.
0: Yeah, I love my mom very much, but I still wish she'd stop smoking.
1: Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints.
2: Welcome back to WTBR Sports Talk right here on 89.7 FM WTBR, Cronin and Zook here at 1038 on on a Tuesday morning with you Right here, Sean's got a, a, a coffee about the size of uh, of New York City. That and they, it looks like the uh, what's it called? Looks like the Empire State Building there. So yeah, I definitely had just the decaf for me today. That's it. I don't yeah, thanks,
0: thanks for the donuts, pal. No problem. Oh, can give you, me it, even more sugar, I man. I yeah. appreciate <laughs> it. Sugar man. That's there's, a sh- you know.
2: do- there's a new donut place that moved up the street. And I didn't even try it at Shire Donuts. Have you seen that place? It was a line out the door the other day. There's it's Supposed
0: the, to be really good. Is for it that me. good? That's what I've heard. A line but, out
2: the door for donuts. Well, you see a line at Dunkin' Donuts. You see a car line that goes all the way down North Street, for crying out loud. So, anyway, thanks to Ralph Romeo for joining us again. I'm waiting for my buddy Robin Lake's success to give us a call because I know he wants to talk about the Rangers game tonight, so maybe he'll call. But, anyway, Bruce Cassidy out as coach of the Bruins. I I, Honestly, I don't get it. I'm not the
0: resident uh, hockey expert. In the building here, there's more. There, but everyone else in this building knows
2: more about hockey than oh, I do. There's the phones. Here we go. <laughs> we'll talk. Maybe it'll be Rob. We'll talk. Uh, go ahead, call. You're on WTBR Sports Talk. Hello.
3: Hello. Can you hear me?
2: Yeah, now I can hear you.
3: You're Robbie, right? Yeah. Who's this? Barry. I'm Ralph's friend. I, I hey, what's I going on? I'm yeah, glad I you can...
2: called in, man. What's going on?
3: Yeah, I'm a longtime Met fan and I I've heard you on the air for years. Um All oh, thanks. I, you're you're my fellow guitar player out right. here on the air.
2: There well, you go.
3: <laughs> I wanted to talk about the Mets and the DH. It's like a blessing from heaven. You you don't have players in the wrong positions on the field as often as you used to. Right. Uh, you know, now we saw what the Yankees enjoyed as a luxury for the last 40 years, you know
2: oh most definitely
3: um i i just had to ask you one question though out of uh from you know hearing you talk about music what's your favorite guitar these days to play a style of
2: guitar? oh well i, I have about well i have about well i had nine guitars i gave one to my mom as a gift actually i gave her a classical a mini classical but uh, i guess my favorite ones to play i, I have a, a Gretsch, uh, uh, uh hollow body guitar uh right. synchromatic that i play i have a um a hollow body uh casino uh, the one like john lennon did you know had for years when the one on let let it be um i have that one on the one on you know the casino the epiphone casino i like to play um i have i have my favorite guitar to play is my taylor which has been my you know my show guitar for years that's probably the most expensive one i have i I, I was homeless i think one time traveling around at that point with that guitar on my back playing music and stuff at one time in my life and uh I still have you. that one's 25 years old. That's probably my favorite guitar to play is my Taylor. Yeah, this so. is my favorite I
3: didn't mean to go off for sports, guitar, but I figured it might be. No, that's, a no talk, I you can talk music anytime. In fact,
2: in fact, speaking of music, my band is finally going to be on stage for the first time in two and a half years. We're back together. We've been back together for about a year rehearsing. And uh, we'll be playing, actually, my friend Jim Sullivan. May you rest in peace. Great guy, great musician. And we'll be over at the uh, Dalton, uh, uh, what you we'll call it, American Legion. On Saturday, it starts at 12 and ends at 7, I think. It will be on at 4 o'clock. We're called HB Funk and Company, and we've been together for about four years. But, yeah, I'll talk music anytime with you But because uh, there's so many great musicians that are that are athletes, too. Like, Bernie Williams makes a career now in music. In fact, he left baseball, I think, because he wanted to play music more than actually play baseball. So, I But think, anyway, uh, yeah, go I ahead.
3: Pete Alonzo, I think, uh, plays a little guitar, yeah, too. I yeah. think
2: I read somewhere. He's having a great year. You know, I mean, I like Pete a lot. He's also improved himself at first base. I got a question for you, though, as a Mets sure. Are you a little bit surprised by the over-analytic approach by Buck Scholl if they're taking guys out early? The other day, he puts Lugo in uh, in the ninth instead of you know maybe pitching Diaz two games in a row. I think yeah, I was a...
3: upset about that, yeah. but they kind of like they're on this like uh, they're on this lucky like ride right now. So it seems like they seem to pull out of these games that uh, you think they're going to lose, and they wind up coming back. They have a lot of fight, and it's just. Like, I, I heard Ralph talking before about how Buck Showalter is definitely the big reason they turned it around. Just you have a competent manager. Right. I just get concerned about his um, his analytics and his style when the playoffs come, if we're going there. You know what I mean? He's had a, a shaky track record in the playoffs. You know, he's like, uh, there's certain managers that are real good in the, in the uh, regular season, and then all of a sudden they get a little too cute. Like, that's what I was saying to myself watching the other night or the other day when they brought in... Diaz before Lugo. Right. I'm like, is this is this Buck getting too cute? Well, no, it's him it being analytical.
2: Work? Well, it's him being analytical. It's him saying, okay, here's the heart of the order. I and mean, here's the three toughest hitters in the lineup. We're going to bring us our best closer. My problem is, and I've, I'm sure Goose Gossage is watching this and laughing his rear end off. I mean, the fact that he can't bring him back for the second inning, it's just ridiculous. I mean, when I watch a guy like Goose fear. pitching yeah, the seventh, yeah, yeah. eighth, and ninth sometime, and these guys go, oh, well, we can't pitch him two days in a row and close two games in a row. Oh, goodness God, if he threw like 20 pitches. I mean, it's just ridiculous. They baby these guys. Barry is just absolutely ridiculous. So. I know, but then
3: you look at these guys that are always having trouble with their arms and injuries, so they're they're extra cautious. Big contracts, you know the deal. Yeah,
2: of course it's you know, and Cohen's going to spend. That's the thing that that's the thing you guys got. Like Sean was just saying, right, Sean? I mean, the fact that they have a real owner, real manager, a real, a real owner, chair.
0: real GM, real manager. Yeah, absolutely.
3: Hey, you live in Connecticut, Robbie?
2: No, we're up here in the, in the Berkshires. Uh, That's Sean, where you live in that area. Yeah, Sean's in Lee, and I'm in Pittsfield. So, right, you're in Lee still, right? Yep.
3: I, yeah, I'm from Wayne, New Jersey. I know people in Wayne. On oh, I know people guys. in Wayne, New Jersey. Nice to talk to you.
2: My, my, uh, what you call? My uh, cousin is an optometrist in Wayne, New Jersey.
3: Oh, what's his name?
2: Arthur Friedman.
3: Does he work at Clear Eyes on Route 23?
2: I don't know. I don't remember. But he's my he's my cousin. Yeah. So, but he's yeah, I, I think he's retired. I have
3: I have a music show here on Saturday. Oh, morning. nice. I'm well, naked brunch in one of the uh, optometrist yeah. places called Clear Eyes. They've had me on for 20 years. On, oh, it's probably Saturday him, yeah. You know? Yeah, I had a
2: lot of friends in Wayne, actually. So, But yeah, right. hey, hey, Baron, thanks for calling, man. No Call problem. us again, Next all right? By time
3: you're going to be in this area, like visiting bring a guitar and i'll, I'll okay. talk to you through ralph maybe we'll hook up and hang out yeah that would be fun I,
2: I lived in fort lee as a kid years ago so i used to go to all tabachnik's right. for egg salad <laughs>
3: well, anytime right. you're gonna be down here let ralph know maybe I will. we'll all we'll hang out uh, outdoors in a park or something somewhere and just play Oh yeah there
2: you go I'd, lo- I'd love to man thanks so much okay. for coming. I appreciate okay. It okay. It so you guys a right, you guys, good show. thanks Take again care. thanks for tuning okay all right that's great man barry checking in there from joisey 413-445-5943. You know, see, he's he's so right about, the you know, the Mets with the
0: DH position. But, you know, having the DH now so guys aren't out of position. And the and thing is, with the, with the universal DH, should have had that 50 years ago or whenever they in, implemented the DH in the American League. Nobody wants to see pitchers hit. There's only a handful of good pitchers out there. I mean, good hitting pitchers out there. And, you know, like last season... The Red Sox spent their final series in Washington, D.C., yeah. facing the Nationals. So the last three games of the year, their pitchers had to hit. And, you know, that's BS, in my opinion. And the Universal DH should have been, been here a long time ago in the National League. It's, it's just so much better for the game. That's just my opinion.
2: I agree with you. I think Bryce Harper is a perfect example. I mean, he's been basically hurt. And he can't really play right now because he can't throw. But he's Didn't DH-ing. he have, to have Tommy John surgery? Because, no, I'm serious. <laughs> well, yeah, you, I he had to have well, something yeah.
0: that affected his – he couldn't throw. He, he, he can't hit. throw.
2: And yeah. the thing is that if there wasn't a universal DH, he's basically useless and can't even play. So, I mean, as bad as the Phillies have been, the fact that Harper can play at least a role – it's amazing, the Phillies. All the money they spent, and they brought in Dabrowski. A lot of that damage for their bullpen is not even Dabrowski. A lot of it's the, the previous general managers in the organization. But Joe's a good manager. He'll get another job somewhere easily. That's not. It's not all his fault. you got to have the whole horses to play. And I will agree, though, they've underachieved tremendously. All the money they've spent, I mean, they have Riemuto. They have Harper. I mean, they, Gene, the, Gene Segura. I mean, they're a good team, the but Red they're Sox, not.
0: The Red Sox fleeced the Phillies a couple of years ago at the trade deadline oh, yeah. back in 2020. Oh, they yeah. traded Brandon Workman and Heath Hembry for Nick Pavetta and Connor Siebold. and Nick Pavetta has arguably been the Red Sox best, best starting pitching. pitcher this year. He he's, he's been unbelievable.
2: Talented, yep.
0: He was a reclamation project yep. that you know, he, you know. Last year he had a 4.50 ERA. He had some great starts. He got bombed a few times, but this year he's it's been, good, the, he's the, been outstanding. Good at the,
2: the end of the season, though he was. Yeah, you know? and and good in the, in the postseason too. He did a good job. coming He's in. a
0: fiery guy out on the mound too. Yeah. You know he wants it. Absolutely, he's, he's so
2: much fun to watch. Yeah, you love that. You love that from young pitchers. You love the enthusiasm. You love the, the you know the the competition and and the desire and drive to want to be better. And and not only that, to want to stay on the mound and pitch. I mean, you watch, how many times have you watched uh, Hauk go out, go out there and pitch? And then Cora pulls him off the mound when he's pitching great, you know, because of all this analytical and pitch count nonsense. He had a
0: no-hitter through five innings last year, and yeah. Cora pulled him. So, said, know. oh, well, we're, we're concerned about him the third time through the order. Get out of here with that nonsense, analytics. You know, it's like you're talking about Aaron Boone. It's uh, like, you, know, you might as well replace him with a laptop. <laughs> a laptop to be the manager. It can do the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love
2: when Lakata calls him a data applicator. That's what he is. Who that's calls him that? Sal Lakata calls him, yeah. all these guys data applicators, which is a great term. I love it. And and that's what they are, a lot of these guys. I mean, Boone's sitting there, you know, in January going, well, I think I'll stress uh, DJ LeMayu here in June, even though he's on a 10 game hitting streak. You know, it's just like everything's pre planned in baseball. It used to be so extemporaneous and so spontaneous, you know? So, but we'll see. So the Red Sox are now in, against the Angels. Then they go where to Oakland? Nope, they were in Oakland. Now oh, that's they're right, that's right.
0: They're in uh, right. L.A. for four, then they go to Seattle. Seattle. To trip. In Seattle, yet another disappointing season.
2: Yeah, I think they'll turn it around a little bit, but that, yeah, they are. They, they are got dis- off to an
0: awful start. Yeah, and
2: they, they got Jesse Tinker. I, I don't know, they dis- they really have been disappointed. They got the, the young player from the Mets, I'm trying to remember his name, but they, uh, yeah, they've been really disappointed, but they have a really good, young, young talented rookie that that's breaking in now, and... Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Like, again, it's, it's so damn early. It's the beginning of June, you know, and, and I can't, you know, you don't win pennants in June. I tell my friends that all the time. The Yankees are great, but the Yankees really haven't played the bulk of their, of their you know, of the teams. I mean, let's face it, their schedules hasn't been particularly hard. I mean, yes, they've beaten some good teams, but Detroit's not a good team. The oh. Angels are not that good a team. They haven't, they haven't played Houston at all. They haven't even, you know, seen much of Minnesota. They, we'll see them tonight. And we don't know how good Minnesota is really right now. But, you know, they're doing a good job. They're in first place. And so and uh, they don't have – a lot of these teams don't have these high payrolls. But let's face it, man, baseball is uh, really unfair. You know it, who, it really you know,
0: is. You know who, who, who's a classic example is the Cincinnati Reds. Oh, man. I mean, they stripped that roster down in the offseason. If they had added a starting pitcher and, you know, maybe – Resign Castianos Castellanos or something, you yeah. know, bring in a legitimate hitter, that could have been a
2: playoff team. I mean, Castillo's probably going to get traded, too, their young pitcher. Castillo's going to get traded, yeah, who pitched, trade, right. he pitched great against the Red Sox yeah. last Well, He's week. a terrific pitcher. I mean, the Yankees have had his name for a long time about coming to the Yankees. But the Yankees pitching has been unbelievable. It really has been. When you consider, I didn't have much faith in Jamison Tyon. One of, one of the callers I heard over the weekend talked about the injury factor with the Yankees, the fact that a lot of these guys are, you know, reclamation guys like Tyon and so forth, and, you know, pitchers that get hurt through the season, and well, they Stay healthy. I don't know whether they're going to stay healthy or not. All I know is that the pitching's been great, and sometimes the Yankee hitting disappears. So, the fact that they're pitching well, they've won some games. You know, even in despite like getting like one hit or two hits in a game, they've actually the pitching is the best in, the, in Major League Baseball. Right Severino's now, so.
0: pitching like a yeah, like like great. A Solid number two again. You know, it's amazing. Red Sox, I'm, I'm optimistic about the Red Sox. I mean, yeah. I, it, I'm thinking it's wild card. now. I don't see yeah. them coming back from 11 and a half out of first place. But, you know, Chris Sale is making his way back. He's going on a rehab assignment next week. Big Maple, James Paxton. Is, is when is he bullpens. supposed to come back? Until, uh, July, probably. Wow, okay. But if we get those two guys in the rotation for the second half, you know, then we could maybe shift Garrett Whitlock back into the closer position, which, right. d- God, they need a closer. It's Matt Barnes. I mean, he's on the injured list, but he had a 794 ERA before he went on the injured list. He, you know, he he's down on. He'll be in, in a rehab assignment soon. We'll leave him down there. You Just know, leave, I leave, let him move him to Worcester. And I know, <laughs> I know, contractually they can't. But right, right Mapp, I, if I see that guy on a major league mound again, I hope it's for the Yankees.
2: I forgot the Mets. that he's with the Dodgers now. You know, I was watching the other day. Oh, Kimbrough. Kimbrel. He's actually pitching pretty
0: well. Yeah, he's yeah. pitching all right, you know. Yeah.
2: But, uh, yeah, he's. he's I, I was surprised. I, I didn't realize he was with the Dodgers. He had signed with the Dodgers. I'd forgotten about that and so forth. And, uh, yeah, he looked pretty good. So the Dodgers are going to be there all year. How good is players Trey Turner? Oh, man, is he – He's fantastic. And you don't even talk about, you know, know. people don't even talk about Trey Turner. The guy's unbelievable. He really is a great player. I mean, he got speed. He plays short. He can play second. He can hit, you know, hits for average. He won the batting title last year. The guy's tremendous. He really was. And I loved watching him every time the Nationals play. How bad are the Nationals? Now? I feel bad for Dave Martinez. This is not his fault. I mean, they just ripped this whole team. And poor Juan Soto, you know, he's going to get his 50 million when he becomes a free agent. He's going to go someplace. But I mean, how would you like to be sitting with that team right now? You're a star player and you're just wobbled in the mire. To, uh, Stra- to quote the, the doors, but I mean, Strasburg's
0: uh, hurt. Patrick Corbin has been a shell of himself. He's been with his ERA is over six. I mean, that's that's just a terrible team. The terrible ballpark. I went to a game there a few years ago. It's just the the fan base stinks, so the team might as well stink.
2: So, what do you see the Red Sox doing at the trade deadline? Eventually, I mean, what do you see? Another pitcher, another bat. They need to address the bullpen. Bullpen, yeah. bullpen, big right. time. Yeah. I think uh, you know maybe
0: finding a first baseman. Because I mean, the Bobby Dollback uh, situation—he's been awful. He's hitting a buck seventy-nine. They have Franchi Cordero, who they picked up in the Andrew Benatendi right. trade, has been playing some first base. They've been kind of platooning those two guys. He's actually—he's he, hitting two fifty right now. He hit the, the the go-ahead three-run homer against the A's the other night, so he's been okay. But they don't have a legitimate first baseman. Dollback's awful. They have a kid yeah. named Tristan Casas, who's in the minor leagues in, in Worcester, right. um, but he. Uh, hurt his rolled his ankle over a couple of weeks ago, so he's been hurt. So he hasn't gotten the at bats that they need. You know, he's a left hand. He's going to be our first baseman in the future. He's six five. Have you seen him play. I've I've seen six him on wow. I've seen him on TV. He's a wow. big
2: guy. Wow, I'll have to check that out sometime. Tristan Casas, that's a name to keep an eye on wow. for the so, future. Yeah. So I was out to uh, lunch yesterday. Soon I went for Indian food. We haven't gone for a while, and then we went to see Maverick. It was great. I was really, it? Oh, I loved it. it was Fantastic. It yeah, yeah, it was really good. It was really entertaining. It was it was actually over two hours, but it went re- by really fast. No spoilers. Had those cushioned seats. You know, yeah, I'm not going to spoil the film for anybody. But go out and see it. It was it was a lot of fun. Did really go to entertaining. The, the, did you go to uh, the Phoenix yeah, there? Yeah, at the Beacon at the Beacon. Yeah, yeah the Beacon's great. You know, the heated seats. You know, my <laughs> my back was warm. I Was reclining and stuff. You know, you can heated fall asleep. Heated seats sometimes. in the summertime. Absolutely. Yeah, there you go. Heated yeah. seats in the I was Taking care of my my bad back. So 413-445-5943 right here on WTBR Sports Love to hear from you about anything. Um, Bruce Cassidy being God, I just mentioned about Bruce Cassidy. You know, he's a great coach for six years with the Bruins. Got to the playoffs every year. And... I don't know who they're going to place him with. I have a feeling Barry Trotz is going to wind up in Boston, possibly you know after being fired from the Islanders. Another you know Hall of Fame guy who's won a Stanley Cup already, but Bruce Cassidy will, th- will land someplace immediately, you know. I,
0: I thought you were going to say Barry Melrose first. second.
2: <laughs> <up>. yeah. no. <laughs> I remember when Barry Melrose played. You know that's how that's how old I am now. I remember when Melrose was a defenseman, but but yeah. So uh, but the Rangers are playing tonight and uh, Game Four. Should be a good one. I mean, last game, they blew the game loud. And they were up 2-0, two power play goals, and they give it right back. Tampa's tough. Nobody said this was going to be easy. And Colorado, of course, wraps it up last night. My buddy Connor McDavid, gone. But you know what Edmonton improved. But they got to get a goalie. Oh, Mike if, Smith is terrible. Oh you're, my god! Your friends
0: with Connor? You guys text each, and, each yeah, other? Yeah, we back text before. each other all the oh, time. That's pretty yeah. cool, man. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I text people that are alive. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. But no, I don't text him. But I mean, he's he's a great player. He and it's amazing. Price Title was absolutely banged up last night. Every time he got hit and he made it, he had four assists last night in the game. And the guy can barely skate. He gets up and he's you know limping to the bench. And McDavid, he and McDavid scored over sixty points in the playoffs together combined. It's amazing. But then you break down the depth of the team, and it's not that much. I mean, Ryan. Who Hopkins is a veteran guy, and they picked up uh, Zach Hyman from Toronto as a free agent. Not a terrific you know, series, but Colorado's so good. They're so fast. They're so deep now. Even with you know Kadri being hurt now, and uh, they're going to be a really tough out for anybody. And they're going to also get their starting goalie, Darcy Kemper, back. So we'll see. But tonight's Game 4, and hopefully my Rangers will you know go down there, take a game, and hopefully wrap it up in 5. But Tampa's tough. Tampa is just... They show, they show you why they're champions. They they just dig deep, and they did it all the time, down 2-0. So anyway, we take a break, wrap up this edition of WTBR Sports Talk right here on 89.7 FM. We'll take this break, and then we'll uh, wrap it up, and uh,
1: we'll see you in a sec. Wonder what happened to those great local PC TV channels? Did you lose them? No worries. They're still there. Go to cable channels 1301, 1302, and 1303 to watch the best local content on television. News and information, sports and entertainment, city council, school committee, July 4th parade. It's all there waiting for you. Pittsfield Community Television. For over 30 years, we are still your local television.
0: Hi, my name is Bill Sturgeon. I am the host of WTBR's Morning Drive. We air every weekday morning, 7.30 to 8.30. The goal of my program is to inform educate, and have a few chuckles along the way. We have wonderful guests, political, arts, actors, musicians, teachers. I look forward for you to listen in or watch us on PC TV. Thank you.
1: Every Sunday night at 10 p.m., something strange happens to the airwaves of WTBR FM. It's called The Mix. It is an experience like no other on this part of the planet. Witness a collection of fresh and classic beats, that are guaranteed to make you move. The best part is, it is mixed completely live, uncut, unedited. So, for an exciting end to the weekend, tune your radio to WTBR-FM Sunday nights from 10 to midnight for The Mix. Mexicans, Bigfoot,
2: Koreans, yep. Garbage Pail Kids. We got something for just about everybody. Hipster wtbr Welcome back to WTR Sports Talk right here on 89.7 FM. WTBR, Robbie Zucker, Sean Cronin. Cronin, and the with Nerf. you on a Tuesday morning, 1057 right here, 413-445-5943. Got about three minutes left. So, game four is, no, sorry, game three. Game I'm three way, is way, Wednesday night. Is... Uh, 9
0: o'clock. Tomorrow night, right? Tomorrow night. 9, nine o'clock. o'clock. Isn't that great? It's crazy at times. least at least on Sunday night, they gave us a break. They started early.
2: At Why eight, 9 you know, o'clock? Even at Edmonton last night, they started the game at 8 o'clock last night in Edmonton on, on way, way, way on the West Coast. It's stupid. It's, it's I can't stay.
0: I can't stay up for these games. I go to bed at nine o'clock. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, well, you're kill- You're up early, you know, shooting mosquitoes for crying out loud. It's nuts. It really is. I'm mean, at I leave for New York at five six o'clock in the morning. Sometimes I can't be staying up all night watching these games. Unbelievable. By the way, the new Jurassic Park is coming out this week, June tenth. I can't believe it. The the Jurassic Park and they brought another back, one. They're bringing back the
0: original Jurassic
2: uh, Park. It's bar mitzvah. This is unbelievable. What's I mean, how many movies are you gonna make? As, as long as people come seeing them, right?
0: I actually told my my old man that I want to go see it in theaters. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to go see it.
2: I love Jurassic Park. Yeah, it's, it's fun. been a great series. It's totally entertaining.
0: You know, an eighty and year old Indiana Jones is coming back. You see that? No way. A, 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 next year.
2: It's crazy. He's, gonna, he's great. Uh, I love Harrison Ford, so he's awesome. It's going to be Indiana Jones and the Temple of Walkers. I mean, <laughs> come on. Indiana Jones and, I don't know, meets Frankenstein. I have no idea. Indiana Jones meets Albert Costello. Indiana Jones and the Geriatric Knee. Yeah. <laughs> Da, 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 da. Oh, sorry, I, I, I don't feel too good.
0: <laughs> I need a break. I need, I need a break.
2: A break. <laughs> right, it's like Bob Fossey, Five, six, seven, eight. 6, oh, Sorry, I don't feel too good. Let's take a break from that Well, one. good
0: luck to your Rangers. They're tonight, oh, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Go Rangers so, tonight. I, I say that for you. I don't really care. But uh, I know. Go Celtics. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> go Red Sox. Go Celtics. Uh,
2: yeah, we'll see what happens. So I can't believe we're almost done with an hour. That's amazing how, how, how fast it comes out. That's crazy, right? Oh, my goodness. Well, folks, time to wrap up another Sports Talk Party right here on WTBR. I'd like to thank Sean Cronin and, of course, Ralph Romeo and Barry and the other callers for giving us a call today right here on 89.7 FM. Stay safe. Get out there. Get your vaccinations. And uh, everybody, have a great week. Enjoy the weather right here. We'll see you next week for another edition of WTBR Sports Talk right here at 89.7. Stay tuned at 4 o'clock. For Beatles Forever, my favorite show right here on WTBR. We'll see you next week. Thanks, folks. Take care. Let's go, Brandon.